This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. Today, I want to talk to you about the four realms for healing and how it relates to the three U's. So why do you want to know this information? What's the point? When it comes to any kind of a healing journey, true healing must take place on all four realms and in alignment with all aspects of you. To do otherwise, to ignore any parts of us, will result in an imbalance in your life. The truth is, energy work of any kind, whether you call it energy work or just call it growth and change and advancement, it all must be done in conjunction with all aspects of you, including your mental and emotional self. Now, of course, I want to remind you of the three eyes. I'm going to remind you of this every single time because it's that important. You see, your intention, your imagination, your intuition drives everything. Let me say that again. They drive everything. If your intention is solid, if your imagination is following your intention, and if you are being guided by your intuition, there's literally nothing you cannot do. What happens, though, is our intention is often focused on what we want to avoid. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to be worried. I don't want to feel anything but joy and bliss. And when I have that, then I'll go forward with other parts of my journey. The problem is, as long as your intention is to avoid pain, your imagination is always going to be focusing on pain so that you can figure out a way to get over it which means energetically your entire purpose is about pain to avoid it, but you're still focused on pain. And so pain is what you're going to notice. Your imagination will follow the path that your intention sets. And so if your thoughts, if your emotions are not following your intention, you're going to end up installing beliefs in yourself that make getting to where you want to go really hard. And my goal is to help you make it easy. So what do I mean when we talk about the four realms and the three yous? So this is you. I'm going to introduce you to you. Now, you may not have known this, but you're actually made up of four different aspects of you. And those four aspects connect directly to parts of our consciousness and humanity. So when it comes to healing, there are four realms you need to be aware of. There's the physical realm. So this one's really easy. I know the physical realm because it's tangible. I can touch it. Obviously, anything physical that I can sense with my five senses, that's part of the physical realm. In addition to the physical realm, we also have the emotional and mental realms. This is where we think about things and we learn how to ask for what we need. And this is the realms that most of us like to skip. Then we have our energetic or the spiritual realm. This is all about connecting with the energy around us. Now, when it comes to any type of healing journey, most of us will start in the physical. We will change our diet. We will try to adopt a new habit. We will exercise more. We will relax more. We will set for ourselves something to do in the physical realm. 
And then our goal is to do that thing over and over and over and over and over again until it solidifies in our neurology. Now our neurology is related to the mental realm. This is where we think. It's what I like to call your thinky thinky place. And it's super helpful for many areas of your life, such as setting goals, such as coming up with plans and steps and procedures and protocols. Your mental self loves when things are logical and in order. So it's a really good place to go to organize what you need to do in order to make it manifest on the physical. Unfortunately, we like to use our mental self to try to bully ourselves, right? I'm just going to make a list. I'm going to follow it. And I'm just going to have to use my willpower and make it happen. And it does. It happens. We have this thought. We make something happen on the physical realm. And it lasts for a while, but it takes so much energy. It takes so much energy to think constantly about what we need to do that as soon as anything else comes up, we go on autopilot and we abandon that thought. And then we berate ourselves for being lazy, for being procrastinators. So then we try to use shame to motivate ourselves, which is a whole other level of ickiness. That's where we start to get access to our emotional self. This is where we start to use our emotions to bring things into the physical world. But again, our intention is to avoid pain. And when our intention is to avoid pain, then the work we do on the emotional level has more to do with shaming ourselves and less to do with actually accessing the wisdom that we hold inside. Once we exhaust the emotional realm, and I got to say that one seems to wear out really fast because there's not a lot of resources around. Basically, it's either suffer in silence by yourself, force yourself into fake positivity, or go see a psychologist or psychiatrist, which has a lot of stigma still around it. So we tend not to spend a lot of time at that level before we very quickly learn that we can jump up into the spiritual. And in the spiritual realm, everything is love and light and positive. And so we love it up there. It's fantastic. And we spend as much time as we can. And since being spiritual is a wonderful thing, we've heard how it can change your life. We figure that if we just do this, that's all that needs to happen. That everything else will take care of itself. And that is true to a point, but the goal of working on your spiritual self is so that you can pull it down into the physical, otherwise it's stuck up there and it doesn't filter down that quickly. So let me give you an example. Let's say you love yoga or meditation or Reiki or crystals or something on the energetic realm. And you use that often to keep yourself functioning in a sometimes not very fun world. And so whenever something bothers you, whenever someone ticks you off, you let it go to the universe. You do a fire release, you do yoga, you meditate, you go inside of it, and then you just release it to the universe. That's amazing. And the fact is we live in a three-dimensional reality. And so you're not meant to release it in the spiritual and then leave it present everywhere else. You are meant to release it in the spiritual so that you can, in the mental, in the emotional realm, take action, do something, speak up for yourself, set a boundary, ask for what you need, know what you need. And then that will manifest it in the physical realm you still have to do something. Just releasing it to the universe is gonna create an imbalance because you're working only on the spiritual realm. 
and you have four realms. So even if you are pristine in your spiritual practice, at best, you'll get 25% healing because you're only working on one. And your mental and emotional bodies or realms are the bridge between the physical plane and the energetic plane. If you are ignoring your emotions, if you are letting your thoughts run you because your intention is focused on an avoidance of pain, then your bridge is rickety and shaky and has a lot of boards missing. And so you might be able to get across it or you might fall off and have to start again a whole lot of times. It's what my mentor calls the two by four method of growth. It's where the universe says to you, ha ha, poof, and beats you right in the face so that you have no choice but to pay attention. And see, that's what happens when we skip the mental and emotional realms. The universe has no choice but to try to get our attention. And here's why. So your emotional self is associated with your unconscious mind and your mental realm is associated with your conscious mind. Now, what does that mean? What is a conscious mind and what is an unconscious mind? Now, Sigmund Freud was the first one to really talk about the unconscious and about how we have a part of us that we are unaware of, but that has a huge impact on our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Now, Freud called it the subconscious mind. I like to say unconscious only because sub makes it seem less than, and it's so much more. So your conscious mind is everything that you are aware of at any given moment. So right now, perhaps you are aware of the sound of my voice. And maybe you're aware of the colors on the screen and my fabulous little stick figure. And you may not be aware of the sensation of the back of your legs on your chair or your feet on the floor or your hair on your head. Are you feeling the hair on your head? A lot of people do after that one. All these things, your body is picking up the information, the neurons are firing, you are picking up the sensations and it's just not inside your awareness because it's not important. Because if I'm focusing on the sensation of my hair on my neck, I'm gonna miss out on something else that's important because our conscious mind is only has access to a limited amount. Everything else that we are interacting with through our five senses is processed first through your unconscious mind. So your unconscious mind is picking up on everything around you. And then what is important to you gets filtered up into your awareness. And again, this is what we're talking about next week when we go over the biology and science of intention. We're going to get a little deeper into the reticular activating system and how this process works. But in a nutshell, we are exposed to about 20 million bits of information every single second. That is what your unconscious mind is processing. Your conscious mind is only capable of tuning into 134 bits approximately at a time. Now, of course, these numbers change and fluctuate as our knowledge and understanding of the human brain adjusts. But needless to say, there's a lot of information that our five senses pick up and only a small percentage of it that we're actually able to be aware of. So that's the two use. So where is the third? The third you is your higher self. Now, this is not the divine. This is not the energy of the universe. This is not the source prana that we talk about. Your higher self is part of the mechanism that you have that allows you to connect with this energy. So think about it this way. Imagine a city with a transformer station, and that's where all of the electricity is generated. Now that electricity is way too big for any single household alone. And so it gets split up and spread out to the entire city. 
And in those homes, each person has multiple outlets and those outlets are calibrated so as to only allow a small flow of that big energy into the house at a time. Because if all the energy from the transformer station went into the house at once, the house would probably blow up. Your higher self is equivalent to the outlet. It is what we have to go through in order to connect with the energy around us. If you've ever had the feeling that someone's watching you and you turn around and sure enough, someone's looking at you, how did you pick that up? It wasn't through any of your five senses. It was your energetic self. When someone pays attention to you, when they focus their intention on you, it creates a shift in energy. Thoughts have energy. Now, if you really want to see this in depth, look up Dr. Masaru Emoto, who was a Japanese researcher and scientist. And in 1994, he conducted a series of experiments to see what was the effect of thoughts and intention on the molecular structure of water. And so what he did is he took samples of water from the Fujiwara Dam in Japan, and he exposed it to different messages, different intentions. Um, I love you you disgust me, peace, different words, different sounds. And what he then did was he took that water and he flash froze it and he put it under a super, super strong microscope. And he found that when the water was exposed to positive loving messages, the molecules became very organized and symmetrical. They all looked like very unique little snowflakes, all very beautiful and all completely unique. Now, when that same water was exposed to a negative intention, like you disgust me or I hate you, suddenly the symmetry wasn't there and the water's molecules were very asymmetrical and mottled. Your thoughts have energy. And when we are not using them in accordance with the proper intention, when we are out of balance with any of the realms that we are working with, that creates a similar imbalance in us. If we are ignoring our emotional self, we are ignoring our unconscious mind, which is a huge part of who we are and dictates a lot of what we do. And the truth is your conscious mind and unconscious mind, they need some way to communicate with each other. Your emotions and your mental realm are the bridge between your physical and your energetic self. If you are ignoring your emotions, if you are still mentally holding on to toxic thoughts, if you're still playing the when I, then I game, you're gonna get out of balance. So let me back up a moment and talk to you about frequency and resonance, because when it comes to any kind of healing or change or growth in our lives, it's important to know how this process works. So frequency is the number of waves per cycle. This is just a concept from physics. If you look at the graphic, the wave at the top has a very high frequency. So there's a lot more waves per the space. And the one on the bottom is a slower frequency. So there's less waves. So that's all the frequency is. It's the number of waves per cycle. When it comes to a healing journey, your resonance is where you are at. You will resonate the frequency of wherever you're at. Where you currently are, is going to have the resonance and frequency of where you currently are, which means where you currently are will never ever resonate with where you want to go. That's why when you do something different, when you grow and change, that's why it feels so feely and kind of icky. It's because your frequency is resonating at where you are and you are attempting to move it into a higher frequency. Now, if you remember back to science class, 
you'll remember that when waves interact with each other, they do so in a very predictable way. If I have one wave going very quickly with a very high frequency and it encounters a slower wave, where they meet will cancel each other out and amplify each other and create a completely new pattern. So where you are, where you are resonating is going to have to clash with where you are going to create this new thing in the middle, to create this new pattern, which is why you are never going to resonate with where you want to be. I love when I hear people say things like, when I do X, when I make a schedule for myself, when I uh, write things down, when I get more confident, then I will exercise, eat better, book a speaking engagement. When I then I is a trap. Because what that means is you are expecting yourself to feel the new frequency at the resonance you're currently at, and that's impossible. You have to change your resonance. You have to change it in some tangible way in order to match the new frequency to where you're headed. Otherwise, the clash that you create of those new waves is going to take you in a different direction. This is why your intention is so important. Your intention is where you are resonating. All your beliefs, all your thoughts, all your emotions, all of that is what creates your resonance, which means if you're only working on the energetic level and attempting to change your frequency to go higher, it is easier to do that when you have a solid bridge, when you do the work on the mental and emotional realm. So many people look for comfort. I can't do this until it feels more comfortable because it's too scary right now because I don't know how because I'm not sure where to start. The problem is if you're looking for a feeling of comfort, even if it did show up, you would reject it because it's not getting you what you want. And that's how we keep ourselves stuck. That's how we hit a wall. Your only goal is to ask, is it working? Is this change bringing me more opportunities and more possibilities? Not does it feel good, because I promise you, healing and growth doesn't always feel good on the emotional realm because things are happening, things are changing. Your frequency is adjusting because you resonate to whatever frequency you are at. Therefore, you will never resonate with growth and change because you can't. Anything static is toxic. I'm going to say that one again. Anything static is toxic. Being happy all the time is just as toxic as being angry all the time. You are a human being and a healthy human being feels all their emotions. If you are attempting to create stagnation on the emotional level by only holding on to positivity and love and light and joy, that's one inhuman, two toxic. Think about a pond. When the water's not moving, that's when bacteria and mold can start to crop up. If we have stagnation in any of our realms, not only are we going to create imbalance in our life, we're also going to create toxicity. And so if you're spending all your time just releasing it to the universe, but not actually doing anything to bridge it, to bring it down into the physical, in addition to being out of balance, you're also creating toxicity. And over time, that will come as dis-ease in the body, as pain, whether it's mental pain because you can't stop your thoughts, emotional pain because you're just so tired of being tired all the time, or eventually actual physical pain. Pain means pay attention. Pain means you have ignored several of the realms for a long time, and it's had to get painful in the physical to get your attention. So anything static is toxic. 
your goal is to keep movement on all four realms and keep that bridge open and flowing. Now we're gonna talk a lot more about the emotional realms in the coming weeks. And for now, I wanna focus on your mental realm. This is the one that we get wrong all the time and that we're not really sure how to use for us. We let this part of us run us because we don't know what else to do because no one really teaches us this stuff. When you have recurring thoughts over and over and over and over and over again, not only do you create a toxic block on the mental realm, but that will start to bleed out into the energetic, emotional, and physical realm. And I want to talk to you a bit about how your thoughts can actually affect the energetic realm. There are things known as thought form energies. Every thought you have is a living reality. These energetic patterns actually exist within our aura and are created by our own thoughts over time, kind of like computer programs. If you are running the same program over and over and over again, it creates a very strong neural connection between those two parts of the brain. And that strong neural connection begins to dominate. When that happens, an energy shift occurs on the energetic realm, on the spiritual realm, that creates an actual entity. So while these thought form energies are not tangible to us and cannot be perceived on the physical plane, they are tangible on the higher planes. They are tangible on the energetic realm. And we can actually clear these. Now, of course, if you're going to clear a thought form energy from your energetic field, that does not absolve you of the responsibility of still dealing with it on the mental, emotional, and physical realms. I want to make that very clear. If you focus too heavily on any of the realms, you're going to create imbalance. And so you want to use the techniques I'm going to teach you so that you can more easily take action in the physical, mental, and emotional realms, not instead of. Now, your thoughts are directly related to unconscious beliefs, which then direct the perception of our reality. And since a thought plus an emotion equals a belief, your thoughts are an important part of the process. And like I said, we're going to go deeper into the reticular activating system, or RAS, next week. And for now, we're going to focus on the thoughts themselves. So let's say you've been having the same thought over and over and over and over again for days, for weeks, for months, for years. These random thoughts that you just can't get rid of, that you attempt to turn down, to push away, to hide from. We're going to do something else with them because the truth is that these thoughts are a part of you. These thought form energies are a part of you. So it's important to treat them with care and with respect. Your goal is not to obliterate them or destroy them or ignore them. If you've attempted that in the past, you'll know it doesn't work. They just get stronger. Instead, we are going to allow them to integrate back into the whole. We are going to treat them with respect as parts of us. So let's say you notice you have one of these thought form energies. One option is to begin to interrupt the thought so it can't take root anymore. If I notice myself speaking or thinking anything I don't want to live anymore, I can stop it from taking further root. I can take my hand, I can in front of my solar plexus chakra, which is just above your belly, you're going to swish up and down three times. One, two, three. And as you do it, you're going to say, cancel, cancel, cancel. If you continue to do that, you're going to slowly dismantle the thought form energy. Now, on a biological level, all we're really doing is we're breaking a neural connection. So the cells in the brain are called neurons, and neurons that fire together wire together, which means if you have a certain pattern of behavior or thought, 
over time, you create these very strong connections between those two neurons. By canceling it, you're going to start to break that down because neurons that don't fire together will no longer wire together. You will open up more possibility. And of course, that's the only question to ask. Does canceling this thought open up possibility? Does it create more opportunity for me? That's the only question that we ask when we're on any kind of healing journey. And so one way to get rid of a thought form energy is to stop giving it energy anymore. Cut off its circulation, cut off its oxygen, cancel, cancel, cancel. Now, let's say you want to get rid of it faster. Let's say this thought form has been around and you want to get rid of it and then prevent it from taking root again. You can combine the cancel, cancel with an exercise that I like to refer to as a part reintegration. So all these thoughts that we have, all these little thought form energies are actually parts of us created by our thoughts and beliefs. And so one option is to imagine a little straw going from your belly button all the way out to this thought form energy. And then you're going to very slowly and gently reabsorb that part back into the hole. You're going to welcome it back in. You're going to forgive it and you're going to send it love as it reintegrates back into yourself. And then to prevent it from coming back, you can do cancel, cancel, cancel on any thoughts that might bring it back. Another option is to send the thoughts to the violet flame for transmutation, transmuting it into love. All of these things work on the mental and energetic realm. You are using the energy to clear out the mental so that your emotional self can be heard and you can manifest in the physical. And because we tend to not have a lot of tools for that realm, I really love these a lot. I'm going to teach you one more technique that you can use that I call psychic self-defense. Have you ever felt like someone's just sending you the oogity boogity bad vibes and you just don't know how to get rid of it? Or you think that someone is sending you the oogity boogity bad vibes? Using this technique is a really good way to clear that energy out of your energetic self so that you can take action on the mental, emotional, and physical realm. What we usually try to do is ignore it, is push it away, is to tell it off, is to get angry at it, is to shame it. And this technique is so much more gentle, so much more effective, and is a really great way to clear the energetic realm so that you can bridge it to the physical. Now, whether you think you are at the receiving end of these bad vibes or you actually are doesn't matter. If you believe it, then it's real for you. Then it's existing on your mental realm and we can use this technique to clear it. Always think of a natural cause first. A psychic attack is really going to be the last place you're going to go to. First check, are you setting healthy boundaries? Are you asking for what you need? Are you giving yourself what you need? Are you doing self-care? Are you listening to your emotions regularly? I know so many people on message boards and they're like, you know what? I have this toxic coworker at work who's just driving me crazy all the time. And so I just, I did a fire release and I did psychic self-defense and I got rid of the energy. And I'm like, that's amazing. And that's to be done so that you can take action on the mental, emotional, and physical realm, not instead of. And so you always want to make sure you've worked on the other stuff first, or if you do a psychic self-defense, that you then follow up and bridge it down to the physical. Otherwise, it's going to be quite useless. Cause and effect is just about the idea of whether or not you control your thoughts or your thoughts control you. We tend to think that we are at the mercy of our emotions, that we're at the mercy of our thoughts. We tend to feel that we are at their effect. We are the victim of them. 
And I'm here to tell you that a simple decision is all it takes for you to understand that your thoughts and your emotions are the result of your beliefs. And your beliefs are a result of the work you are doing. And so I want you to take a moment and make sure that you're at cause with your energy, that you're at cause with your mental and emotional selves, that you understand that these are parts of you and that you are never a victim to anything. And finally, the technique we talked about last time, grounding and bubbling, is a great way to make sure that the energy doesn't ever get in, that you keep it out before it even has a chance to attach to you. And sometimes stuff happens and it gets through and that's when you can use this technique. So how to overcome a psychic attack. And again, it doesn't matter if someone's actually sending negative energy at you or you just believe it to be so, you can do this technique. First, you're going to turn in a circle until you sense the direction that the real or imagined negative energy is coming from. And this is where you're going to really use your imagination, your intention, and your intuition. So if your intention is to discover where the energy is coming from, and you use your imagination, and you follow your intuition, you'll eventually know you might see something, it might look lighter or darker, you might hear something, uh, you might get a feeling of, uh, yeah, this seems to be where it's coming from. However you do this process is perfect. So you're going to find that direction. And then when you discover where the energy is coming from, you are going to boldly face that direction. The path of the spiritual warrior is not for the faint hearted. We do not back down from negative energy. We stay in power. We stay at cause. So you're going to boldly face that direction. You are then going to visualize a blue five-pointed star on your forehead. This is symbolic of the element. This is symbolic of the aspects of you. When we get into symbols, we're going to get really deep into the meaning behind this. And for now, it's just a five-pointed star on your forehead in blue. And then you're going to surround it with your hands like this. You're building a sacred geometry over your third eye, which connects to specific glands in the brain. So you're going to envision the star. You're going to encircle it with a triangle, and then you are going to step forward and thrust that energy, thrust your triangle out and push that energy away. I want to be very clear. You are not sending that energy back to the person who sent it to you for two reasons. One, that's icky karma, and the law of threes means it will bounce back at you. And two, 99% of the time, we're the ones who created the psychic attack in the first place with a negative thought form energy. And so we don't want to bounce it back towards us and get stuck in a loop. So you're just going to send that energy away, just away from you to wherever it needs to go. Once you sense that it's gone, then you're going to ground yourself and bubble yourself to make sure that nothing else gets in. And that's it. That's a really great way to start putting yourself at cause of taking some control and responsibility in the energetic realm so that you can start to build a solid bridge to manifest in your life. So some key things to remember. True healing must take place on all four realms. If you are not working on the mental realm, if you are berating yourself for not having the right thoughts, if you're attempting to use conscious willpower to bully yourself into change, you're going to put yourself out of balance. If you are ignoring your emotions, if you are trying too hard to stay in positivity and love and light, you are getting stagnant and that's where toxicity begins to creep in. If you are ignoring your spiritual self because you doesn't make sense, true healing must take place on all four realms. Otherwise, you're going to hit a wall. Remember that your mental and emotional self is the bridge 
that brings the energy down into the physical. If you are playing in the energy and you're still not changing in the physical world or it's really hard or you're getting sick, it means your bridge is in solid. It means you are ignoring the mental and emotional realm. Your thought forms are a part of you. Remember to treat them with love and respect. And always look for other causes of your pain, such as poor boundaries, such as not knowing yourself or knowing how to speak up for yourself before assuming that it's a psychic attack. Because like I said, 99% of the time, we're the ones who have created the negative thought form energy, which means we have absolute power to bring them back into the whole. As always, I'm going to leave you with the quote, decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. If you have been ignoring your mental and emotional self for a long time, it's going to feel a little scary and uncomfortable to begin to bring your healing to these places. And just remember to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. As always, thank you so much for joining me. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out by email, through my website, or through social media. Thank you again for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you. You're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www dot l i v e l i f e u n b r o k e n dot com backslash circle c i r c l e. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.